Hello, hello. It's Emily. And yep, I'm recording this intro from my car because it has been a crazy week. And I'm behind on everything, along with being sick for the 870th time since January with a toddler. So listen, uh, this long weekend is a really nice opportunity for you to take a minute and think about your business. I know, I know. I also want you to rest, but let's, I, I wanted to also give you a really nice, juicy podcast. I know some of the podcast episodes have been a little bit on the shorter side, mostly because we are also using them on YouTube. Guys, I'm trying to pump out content everywhere all the time. But today's episode is a long one because it is a replay of a webinar I did back in January called State of the Boutique Industry. And it was important for me to take a minute and just talk about what's up, what's going on, what is really important right now. And to be honest with you, the things that I talked about in that webinar are still extremely important. In the webinar, I go really deep into some big picture stuff that I still... Listen, I I have people say to me all the time, Emily, you did this in 2018. Is it still relevant? Like, yeah, yeah. There's very little over the past couple of years that I've produced in terms of content, webinars, masterclasses, trainings, courses, all that stuff that isn't relevant anymore. There's very little. I think the biggest shifts we've seen have come from the pandemic, like ramping up, ramping down inventory, ramping up live sales versus ramping them down potentially because you know people just don't have time anymore. Like there's these little things that have kind of shifted slightly. But you know, as I always say, the fundamentals of retail are the fundamentals of retail. They don't change over time. What does change sometimes is marketing or building a brand. Like I do feel like in a certain sense there is a flushing out of entrepreneurs lately. Like I've been hearing a lot of people say, I'm just tired. I'm overwhelmed. I'm kind of like, just not in love with my business anymore. And so I want you to take a minute and think about how you could be in love with your business. I'm going to give you some ideas in in the recording that you're going to listen to now. Um, But I, you know, I think it's important to take a step back and think about like, what about my business do I love? What about on my life do I love? You know, I think a lot of people are getting tired and they're forgetting like they're going to be more tired if they go back to a corporate job. They're going to have a lot less freedom if they stop continuing their entrepreneurial journey. Like, you know, it's all give and take. And I think really right now is such a great time to work on your business because the work you do now over the next few months, and you know, I'm recording this in May, you know, the work you do over the summer is going to be what sets you up for fall. I always have people in September saying, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, what do we do for Black Friday? And it's like, listen, Black Friday is great. That whole weekend is great. But what are you doing for September and October? Because those are massive months in the boutique world. Not like massive months. Okay. Like I, I think I had a client where I was like, you're going to hit a million dollar month in like September, October, just because it's so juicy and and such a good um, month generally. So, so 
Today's episode, like I said, it's a recording of a webinar that I did for free back in January. You may have been on it. I would encourage you to listen again, see if your perspective has changed or where you are uh, mentally has changed. Like I said, January is like really different than May. Um, and if you haven't listened to it, get a notebook out. This is literally so jam-packed with information, tips, strategies that are accessible to you no matter what level you're at. Okay. Um, I will say also, we just welcomed a lot of new people into courses, into bootcamp, into blueprint, into the accelerator. And if you are still looking for support, uh, I'm, I would like to still welcome you in if that's something that you feel like, oh man, I missed out. Um, just shoot us an email or uh, send me a DM on Instagram and let me know that you know, you're ready to take a course, you're ready to get serious and invest in your future. We still have some spots open and I'd love to welcome you in. And the people that did sign up, let, we've already gone. We've already been doing stuff. So I'm psyched for you guys. And uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy this webinar. It's a long one. It's a long episode, long and juicy, but um, it's jam-packed. So enjoy. Let's talk about what 2023 looks like. To me, the state of the boutique industry is not bad. It's not amazing, but it's definitely not bad. So whether you're new or you are established or however you see yourself in the scope of like what boutique land looks like for you, I want you to know that there is always room to grow and there is always room to maintain and stabilize, okay? So let's jump into this. This is a state of the boutique industry, five tactics you need to know for 2023. This is a webinar, so it's just going to be me talking a lot. I want to know, does this sound like your 2022, okay? So maybe you felt like 2022 was sort of weird, I get that a lot. It's kind of a weird year, right? Like it's a weird year, Emily, a little bit. Um, And it's definitely unpredictable, okay? I think for a lot of you that are joining me tonight, you are probably making between 10 and 20K per month. That's sales, not profit. I'm always going to talk in sales. No matter where we meet, I'm always going to talk about sales. Um, Unless we are specifically talking about like profit or some other metric, okay? Just total sales revenue. Now, I have an asterisk right here because you might not be making that. You might be like, Emily, I'm literally going to start in 2023. Like I have a business plan or I have nothing. That's okay too. Okay. Stay. Don't, you're not in the wrong place. This is intended to be a overview for everyone of what's going on in the boutique industry. And I am a little bit specifically talking to people who are doing 10 to 20 to 30 to $50,000 a month. And, you know, it doesn't feel like enough to them. Right. But maybe you're making 3K and it doesn't feel like enough either. Just stay. Okay. Um, Now, I do feel like there's a lot of people who want something to change, but like you're doing your best and you don't really know like what is it that needs to change. Okay. Maybe that's you. And then maybe you just feel like I need a miracle to get out of like feeling stuck. Like maybe there's some of you that are just like 2022, like wasn't great. Like I don't feel great about it. And I really want to move into 2023 feeling good or feeling better or feeling like 
I don't know, improved. That's really my goal here tonight. Um, I've got to stop, you know, hold off for a minute on my podcast and my YouTube. This is the latest and greatest of really what I've been seeing because while I haven't been putting out new podcasts and YouTubes for the past couple months, I've been very intensely working with people um, in one-on-one situations in my mastermind in other group programs. And there's definitely some commonalities and there's definitely some things that we've just seen happen all year that we're going to talk about. Okay. So if we haven't met yet, hi, I'm Emily Benson. I'm a retail consultant for boutique owners. Listen, you can have a fashion boutique, a gift boutique, a children's boutique, a pet boutique. I don't care. It's all the same to me, honestly. Um, My favorite part of retail is product assortment. I love products and I love data. I love numbers. I'm a total numbers nerd. That's some of what we're going to talk about tonight. I have written two best-selling books about starting and growing boutiques. You may have seen them on Amazon. One is called The Ultimate Boutique Handbook and... We call it Mama's Book um, because my face is on it. The Retail Mindset. Um, my daughter loves that book. She she likes that my face is on it. It's so cute. Um, but I have two best-selling books that have been read by thousands of people. And you know, I just I have clients currently that range anywhere from just starting out. We have them in our bootcamp program to five plus million dollars a year um, in terms of like again total revenue. So the gamut. All right. Cool, cool. Let's keep going. So before we start, let's just focus in. I'm excited. There's so many of you guys here. 77. Amazing. Um, I'm so excited that you're here. And I just want to make sure everyone can focus. I've muted you all. So I'm sorry. And I've kind of turned off... Um, you know, I've, I've collapsed the video so I can't see you um, because I get distracted. So let's stay focused. Uh, make sure you have a pen and a notebook. You are absolutely going to want to take notes. But first, before we get to the note-taking, I would love to hear from you um, just because it's going to give me a good idea of like who's here today. And honestly, for me, it does matter who's here. Like I do want to cater what I say and how I think and what I'm doing to you so you can get the most out of our time together, okay? Um, and like you're taking time away from your family. So tell me in the chat box, um, how do you feel like 22 went? Like, was it a good year for you? Um, if you haven't even started out yet, you know, I guess the other question would be like, if you're new or you're new-ish, like, h- how are you feeling about starting and or like having just started a boutique? Are you feeling discouraged? Or are you feeling excited? Are you feeling hopeful? Like, um, where are you guys at sort of with this year? Nervous, super slow. It's been just okay. It's been a struggle. Um, on and off year, but it could have been worse. Someone said, bad slow year, not as good as I was hoping. It was very slow. Definitely a lag in sales. Um, I started in late 2022. I'm looking to grow in 2023. Yeah. Tracy said it was definitely a weird year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sherry agrees. Um, yeah, for sure it was a weird year. Veronica says, I launched in Feb 2022. It's been a roller coaster. I'm overall satisfied and proud of my growth. Um, comparing where I was where I am now, which honestly, Veronica, I think that's such a good way to look at it. You know, um, I'm going to go through kind of like what's been happening in the boutique industry at large, but I like that you're hopeful. I like that you're like, you know, I'm, I'm slowly growing and I'm proud of where I'm at. And I know there's more for me. Like totally. I love that perspective. I think you're going to really resonate with a lot of what I have to say tonight. Um, Lisa said it was good, but towards the end of the year, it was slow. I always find too, if you're here, 
a lot of people discover me when they're slow or when things get hard. They're like, oh my God, I need help. And they start Googling and that's where I come in. So if you're here because it's been kind of a weird year, then you're in the right place, right? Um, you guys have so much to say. I love it. This is such a great group. I see so many great um, familiar names too. It's so good to see you guys. Um, good year up from last year. Excited to grow. Um, Lauren Calderon, so good to see you. 2022 was a hustle and hard and just not the payoff you were hoping for. Okay. You, Tia is going to open this year. Yolanda is going to open. Tressa grew her mobile. Tressa, we love you so much. Your mobile boutique grew 300% this year. You were in boot camp with us. We're so proud of you. Um, it was a good year. We're hoping for increase. Brian says 2022 was slow, but I'm excited for 23. Um, roller coaster says extra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely was a roller coaster. Um, okay, there's so many comments, you guys. I don't even know if I can get to all of them. Um, Sorry, I'm going to try to keep up. There's a lot of new people here. I love that. Um, it does feel like we're unsettled about 2023. I hear that. I hear that. Okay. Um, so we're all over the board tonight, which is exactly what I expected. Um, and listen, what I want you to know is that I'm going to give you some great ideas here. So whether you're feeling like it's slow or you're in a rough place um, or you're feeling good, like let's, you know, let's go. Let's work on this, right? Um, do you feel like... This is like another question for the chat. Do you feel like you saw any trends? Some of you guys kind of already talked about this. Um, but like, have you guys seen anything that made you think or do differently? Or are you just like, this whole place is confusing. I'm just going to stay in my lane. <laughs> you know, I know a lot of you guys are like in Facebook groups or in memberships or other, you know, you're maybe you're somewhere else. Maybe you're just on YouTube. Like I'm a, I love people that discover me on YouTube because I love watching YouTube. Um, and so maybe you're just like, oh, there's like five people on YouTube and they all say different things and so annoying. <laughs> you know, um, is there anything you saw that kind of stuck out? If if not, don't worry about it. But I'd love to hear in the chat um, if there's anything you feel like, wow, this, you know, this made me do something differently because I saw this person do it or, um, you know, I felt this way. So... Um, Kristen says they just launched in October, so I'm still trying to figure it all out. But I've watched all your YouTube. I love that. I'm working on my YouTube, you guys. Like, I really want 2023 to be like so great. Um, Kathy says she wants to try to do some different things like live selling. I love that. Yeah, live selling is definitely still a thing. It's definitely still something that I think a lot of people uh, may not have like quite unlocked yet. And so that's great. You know, that's I think you're in a good place to want to do that. Um, Brianna said pop-ups help this year. Yeah, I love that. Um, Tracy says all of my nine Instagram top nine were videos. I know that. I knew that five years ago because Mark Zuckerberg was like, we're going to prioritize video. <laughs> um, what do you think is necessary? Oh, let me go back. Hold on. Tell me what you think is necessary to be a profitable boutique in 2023. What in your mind are you like, okay, this is going to be the game changer. This is what I need to do. You know, do you have a clear vision for what that looks like for you? If not, again, that's okay. Um, but, you know, Brian says great customer service. For sure. Um, increased online sales, says Lauren. Sarah says assortment. Carol Ann, so good to see you. Hey, Carolyn. Um, I lost your systems. Marketing in multiple ways, says Kelly. Bailey, non-clothing items are really moving for me. That's awesome. Um, extra says a plan budget of what to purchase. Absolutely. Um, Stefania, a great product. Yeah. Okay. 
customer service, online presence, social media, clear and effective buying plan, marketing, new customers, pop-ups, Fiorella. Um, Anne-Marie, move to the CEO position instead of entrepreneur and delegate more. Oh man, you guys are all going to love this. Okay, let's keep going. Yeah, Events in store are definitely essential. I totally agree, Katie. Tiffany, great social media, returning to customer, returning customers, email marketing, ads, great customers. Yes. And listen, you guys, everything that you're saying is like classic how to build a business if you really think about it, right? It's that classic like, you know, have good customer service, create an experience for your people, um, you know, find them where they're at, whether that's social media, online. You guys are hitting on just like classic themes. And I think that's like, honestly, a lot of what I talk about tonight, you're going to be like, I know this. I know this. Um, But hopefully I'm going to present it to you in a way that's a bit different. Okay. So Bailey says, focusing on TikTok, definitely building a community. Definitely. Okay. So, you know, the thing that I think everyone here can agree upon is you definitely want to scale your boutique regardless of the economic environment without spending a ton on ads, right? We know people are like, you got to spend all this money on advertising. And I've had people come to me who spent way too much money on advertising. Um, You definitely don't need a marketing agency. And listen, you might want to go live, but you don't need to go live every day. Um, That is not necessary, okay? And it's also just like not that sustainable. You maybe you're feeling frustrated too because you just have a lot on your to-do list. I think everyone here can agree that it just feels like there's like always something else to do. There's always something new to learn. Um, and like taking care of yourself is gets to the end of the list, especially if you are like a spouse, you are a parent, you are um uh even just like a child of maybe parents who need you, right? Like we're all in personal situations that. Um, we also need to focus on, right? Like having a business and and balancing your personal life is always going to be important. But unfortunately, a lot of our own self-care gets pushed to the bottom. I know that's for me, especially. Um, so I know you want to scale your boutique and make lots of money. That's what we're all trying here to do. And so tonight, that's what we're going to talk about. This is State of the Boutique Industry, five tactics you need to know for 2023. Um, I am going to be talking about a program throughout called Sky's the Limit Boutique Business Accelerator. Um, I'm just going to be highlighting some of my case studies from people I've worked with before Sky's the Limit. We just launched Sky's the Limit two months ago. So we don't have like a ton of testimonials, but we do have good reviews so far. People are enjoying it. Um, and so I'm going to be talking about the program and, and sort of my intention, along with like giving you this update of where the boutique industry is at. Part of why I created Sky's the Limit is to address some of these big, big problems that I'm seeing boutique owners get stuck on. So it goes hand in hand, okay? So things we're going to talk about tonight. One, what the major change is that happened very quietly in the boutique industry this year. You might not even have realized it changed, but something changed. We're going to talk about what facets of owning a boutique are still a challenge. Like It's never going to be easy, guys still a challenge. But what are some solutions that what we what can we do about it? How can we again like Anne Marie said so brilliantly like step into that CEO role and really like deal with the challenges that are coming up for us. Um I want to talk to you about the scheduling trend that's saving boutique owners from complete overwhelm. You might be here and you're like I'm just very overwhelmed Emily. I hear you. I know. Um let's work on that. 
Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to talk through some of like what might help you feel better about that. We're also going to talk about how to step into 2023. 2023 with a plan that's just aligned with the industry and really what the number one thing is that's going to set you apart in 2023. Okay. So like a little bit of past, and then we're going to talk a little bit of future. Um, just really quickly, when I started as a consultant, which is like what I am now, I had just come off of five years running my boutique, the fashion truck. I had a brick and mortar and I had a mobile boutique just outside Boston, Mass kind of close to where I live now. I still live outside of Boston. Um, and just for reference, like in my own business, I was doing anywhere between like 12,000, 28,000. I think my highest month was like $34,000. So I was right in there with you. And honestly, some of that time was just in the mobile boutique. I wasn't in the store. Um, so, you know, I had some really nice months. I had some really nice events. Um, but I am a boutique owner, right? Like that's how I started. That's where I'm going. Um, when I started out as a consultant, I had clients who were a few steps behind me. They just really wanted consulting. They wanted to, you know, they had an idea and they got started. Um, and now we have people like really in the first couple years of my work, it was a lot of people breaking through to like five figures a month. Um, I didn't really have anyone going to six figure months, but I started my podcast. You guys have probably listened to my podcast. Maybe you saw me at the Boutique Summit in 2017. I've been doing this a long... feels like a really long time. Um, I really got out into boutique land through my first couple of years and started to hear what the bigger problems were. Like For me, I come from corporate retail. So I just had to... like. I come from corporate retail. I had my own boutique and I just did things my own way. So I really didn't know like what was going on in the industry. Okay? Like that's silly. But like I... It took me a little while as I was consulting and like hosting events. Like I hosted events in Dallas. I did a lot of Facebook lives. I did kind of started my YouTube channel. I started to hear what was going on. And I realized like boutique owners have very little genuine, consistent support outside of potentially friends and family. I just don't think like everyone gets what we do. It's a very unique thing. And there are not many resources for you guys. Or really, there was nothing for me when I had a boutique. I mean, there was no Facebook group. Like, there was nothing. So it's really... For me, what I set out to do was like help the industry, um, help become like a thought leader in the industry, which is now what other people are calling me in emails, which is so funny. Um, but really, for me, it's like, I want to help people. And I found myself after doing some of this work, I was on a call with someone in 2017 and they they were interested in working with me. And they said, listen, like I just had a 40K month. I've done absolutely everything that you've said on your podcast. Like I've listened to the episodes over and over. I just think I need more. I was like, whoa, okay. Like this is where I started to realize like there was so much more potential for boutiques than even what I had experienced myself. And we started working one-on-one together and we did that for many years. We kind of just finished working together this past year, but she has an eight-figure business now eight-figure-a-year boutique business. She's just online. Um, and she definitely does not sacrifice her life. She takes vacations. Like She just was like the model for what I wanted to help people create. And so from that, I started to expand with other people. The process that I developed with her, I started to roll out to more clients. Um, more clients were coming to me and I was like, oh my gosh, like we can implement this. We can implement this. And on the screen, like you probably see faces that you might know. These are all former clients of mine. No one's current, but all former. Um, and most recently, we started to roll it out with all these people and they just saw so much success. Like the methods that I was 
teaching and the things that I was implementing from my corporate life um, and then combining it kind of with with my experience in in my own boutique, like it was uh, like people were doubling and triple sale, like tripling their sales numbers in three to 12 months. Like I was freaking out. Like we were getting all these comments. It was insane. Okay. The best part is like we were doing this with all paid, without like any paid advertising. Really, it's insane the numbers that we're able to get just from some very specific tweaks. Like we also saw just how I saw that like scaling someone's business not only increased the boutique owner's personal income, like because it increased that, it also helped boutique owners feel more safe. I felt that like they had time freedom. They were able to like do things with their kids. I mean, I'm going to show you some like insane stuff. Um, in some of these case studies. But really for me, it was like, the more I can help support boutique owners make more money in their business, their life is going to get better. And their life has to get better as their business gets better. And it's kind of this like back and forth, right? And if you've been with me a long time, you know, I talk a lot about mindset. We're going to talk a little bit about that here. Oh, I think I got rid of a picture and didn't replace it. <laughs> um, I was like, oh, I have the same picture twice in the thing and I didn't replace it. Anyway, um, but here's the thing. For the past five, almost six years now, I've been like super deep in numbers, whether it's sales numbers, um, profit numbers, like you name the number I've, I've dealt with it in someone's business. Um, I've helped a lot of people use paid advertising to increase their sales. And we've just made massive mindset moves. Like there is like just a terrible underlying mindset in the boutique industry that like it's not a full-time job. Like you can't be successful. You, you know, you you won't be able to quit your job, like all that stuff. Like that's such crap. Like I have literally helped boutiques go from making nothing to like fifteen thousand dollars a month to like, you know, my eight-figure boutique client was doing like over nine hundred thousand dollars a month. Like we haven't hit, I don't think she said the million dollar a month yet, but like we're we're like so pumped for it, you know? And like, that's crazy. That's like saying that out loud is like still insane, right? So like, I just want to get you in the mindset of like, you don't have to be stuck where you are. Whether it's an income plateau, whether it's a mindset place, like I want you to to take what I'm saying and realize like anything's possible for you. Like everyone that I'm going to give you tonight, like all these people are just like you. They're just like normal people. They, and they want to have, they want to have boutique, you know? So I feel like I, I see where it's been. I see where you can take your business. I also have totally been in your shoes where like I was a little bit stuck, like making 15 to 20K. Honestly, that was like good for me. I was like very happy with that. Um, but I think if I had stayed in my business longer and you know, I had done some things differently to like keep myself happy, I was like very unhappy in my business. Um, I think I could have done a lot more. I probably the fashion chart could be like a much bigger brand now and like maybe someday, but um, but I'm doing this, you know? And now I just like help so many people do it. So I'm really excited to talk through some of this stuff. Um, because there's just so much room for you to grow. There's so much room for the industry to grow. I really think like the bigger the pie grows, like the bigger the pieces grow and vice versa. Um, so I don't think that we're oversaturated. I don't think that we're in a place where like you know, boutiques are dead. Like, no way. I actually think boutiques are like, can grow. And that's like why I'm doing this. That's why I'm still like showing up for you guys all the time. Um, but I think we have to balance it. So I, I don't know if you've seen this trend on Instagram, but I saw it today, this morning, and I added this slide because I was just like, this is it. Like, this is the vibe, you guys. So 2023, what's in for 2023? Okay, right? Here we go. What's in for 2023 is feeling secure in your boutique. 
charging what you want for your items, what you want to, okay? What you want to. Taking vacations, taking naps. Brick and mortar stores are totally in for 20, like brick and mortar stores are, they're doing well. Uh, what also is it is not working at night. Like watch a show without your computer on your lap. Okay. Um, saying no to vendors when they try to push a bestseller on you. If you're experienced, you know where I'm, you know what I'm saying. Okay. Um, online shopping is still totally in. Like if you have an online boutique, just because I said brick and mortar, don't freak out. Online shopping is still like, what's up, right? Uh, also what's it is going to your dream spot. Where do you want to go? You want to travel? You want to go down the street and have a, a meal alone without your family? That's possible for you too. Um, I also totally think pop-up shopping is in. Like, there's all these new marketplaces. We saw a lot more pop-ups happening. And I just think, like, we're over COVID, which, like, that's what's out this year, okay? Like, I'm going to jump all the way down to, like, 2023 was out. It's, like, triple-demics. Like, screw this, you guys. Like, everyone's sick. It sucks. But that's why online shopping is good, right? Um, Listen, what else is out is just caring what other boutiques are doing. Like, just stop caring. Like, it does, that has nothing to do with you, Okay. What also is out is responding outside of business hours to customers, to vendors, to whoever. Like, we don't do that, okay? Oh, and wait, we might have to create business hours to be able to not respond, right? <laughs> so let's create business hours. Um, what also is out... So I guess actually creating business hours is in. Sorry, that that was went the wrong way. Also, it's out over buying, over some spending, insane shipping charges for vendors. Like, ugh, we're done with that. Okay. Shipping needs to like get more affordable. Um, also, it's out is pulling your customers and taking it seriously. Like, you know, when you pull your customers, they, they're not truthful. Um, I also want you to stop planning your life to like the literal hour and second. Like, we don't need to be doing that. Like, you can have more flow, you can have more downtime. Um, also, I put an out negative 50 degree weather because some of you guys are in that. Um, and I'm so sorry that stinks. Um, and then listen, the last thing that's out is just unconscious buying. We're going to talk a lot about buying tonight. Like being unconscious with your buys is just like, we don't need that anymore. Let's not do it. Okay. We're, we're, we need to be consciously buying for our boutique. Okay. So I'm going to walk you through all of this specific case studies. I'm going to teach you all these secrets from inside boutique land. Um, And hopefully you're going to leave feeling like 2023 can be a year of balance and growth. Okay. Balance and growth. Throughout the webinar, I'm going to show you um, case studies from Sky's the Limit, uh, clients that have been the precursor to Sky's the Limit. So we just launched Sky's the Limit. Um, in November. And like I said, people are loving it. You're probably here if you're in there. Um, I know a lot of you guys were like, I'm going to still watch and take it. Um, But it's going well. And this is the program I know is the next level for people who are more established. If you are still new, again, I'm going to say stay, okay? Because we'll talk about boot camp as well. That'll be in there as well. So I just want to show you this. This is like one of my favorite case studies. And they these... Samantha and Sarah came to me and they were like, we want to be a testimonial. And I was like, well, we haven't worked together yet. So now they're my testimonial. They came to me in February and they wanted to hit out $1 million a year. They hadn't yet. They had hit $750. That was their highest year, $750,000 for the year. Um, and we, that was in February. By December 16th, you can see the email. 
they did it. They hit a million dollars at 3 p.m. that day. Um, so amazing. Okay. This is possible. I what I taught them is what I like now teach in Sky's Limit. So imagine having a plan to order every month, selling through what you thought you would sell through in terms of inventory, seeing orders with names you've never um, seen before come through your online email, through your online shopping system. Um, maybe you want to roll up to Disney with your family for a week and take the week off and have business like pay for the hotel and the fast passes. Um, and you know, listen, I just want you guys all to check your bank balance and like be excited. Like, I don't want you to be checking your bank balance and feeling like dread and doom and gloom. Okay. Like that is not why we started a business. So let's jump into it. What is this major change that happened very quietly in the boutique industry? Okay. Before we get into that, I want to jump back before. Before we go to 2023, I want to jump backwards. Okay. Let's talk about 2020. We all know what happened. Um, the boutique industry was very worried. And we saw massive increases in sales revenue. People had like the biggest years of their entire business. It was absolutely out of control. Okay. And boutiques were just like racing to find anything to sell. Like it was just like a madhouse. They were like, I'll sell. Yeah, I'll sell those shoelaces I found on the corner. Like, yep, mark it up three times. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not kidding you. People were freaking out. 2020, the online shopping just went nuts. Okay. So that's where we were in 2020. This was just like two years ago. This wasn't that long ago. 2021, we still felt the ripple effect both of the pandemic because we had like surges, right? We had the waves of like still people getting COVID. Um, but we also still saw the ripple effect of buying more. <laughs> we still saw 2021 be a good year. It might not have been as good as 2020 and maybe was better than 2020 because you like started in 2020. Like 20 and 2021 and 2020 were both fairly great years for the boutique industry. Okay. Um, I will say though that boutique industries, uh, the boutique owners that were open in 2020 got really used to the pace of 2020. And they just were like running, 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 beating goals, like going crazy in 2021. They're like, let's go, you know? Um, it was intense. 2020 and 2020, like so intense. I'm still like resting, okay? From just like mentoring people through that. So 2020, 2022, what the heck? It's been feeling really weird all year, okay? And now we've seen it across the board. Sales for a lot of people, you're like, well, they're fine. Or like, they're not great. They're down, but like, I mean, I'm not like out of business, you know? Um, it's like, everyone's just kind of fine. Like, you know, they're like, no one's like, I'm crushing it. Um, actually, I did see a couple of you guys be like, I'm crushing it. Good for you. Keep keep it real. Okay. Um, like, we're all like, is this pandemic over? Like, what's going on with the economy? Like, is there going to be a world war? Like, unclear. Okay. Like, I'm sorry if I'm triggering you. But like, let's be real. This year has been like super weird. And inflation on just straight up everything. And then shipping charges went up too because these corporations are charging more. They're taking advantage of small businesses. It just like kind of all hit the fan this year in like a really awkward way that like, it's just been difficult to navigate. So if you're feeling like this resonates with you and you're like, oh my God, Emily, like, yes, 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 yes. Like, it's not just you. Like, it is so many 
so many people. You're not alone. It's been a very weird year. Okay. So I guess the question now is when outrageous growth slows down. So like outrageous growth of 2020 and 2021, like what is the result? Okay. Everything's recalibrated. Like that's the result is we've had to recalibrate. So many boutiques were just super overstocked in inventory that didn't sell great. Like inventory that was these little piddly, like, oh, we sold, like I would hear people say to me, oh, that sold really well. And I'd be like, oh, you only made like $600 from it though that month. You know, like it just wasn't that out of like, let's say $30,000, you know? Um, People were just overstocked in kind of the wrong inventory. Um, And what happened in 2022 is that like the boutique owners that I worked with this year and then like so many of them I work, I'm, I'm working with, they've really had to narrow down um, on what they want to sell, on what is selling and just pivot. Like they've had to scale back, pivot. I have so many people that like had 27 departments and were like 10 departments. Like, you know, they were selling all this home decor. I mean, I have one client, we talk about home decor every single week. She's like, I just got to get rid of home decor. It's not selling, you know, but that's part of like having to narrow in. Like we, like clothes are selling. Why are we selling all these gifts and floral and all this other stuff? People like boutique owners have absolutely had to narrow in and pivot their business from being this, like, I have something for everyone to like super focused. Okay. And I do think that there's a lot of you guys out there that are just still working on getting out from under it. Like, I do think that there's plenty of people who it's just been a little bit tough to like sell down that inventory. Like, I've never talked about running sales more than I have this year. Like, how to run a sale, how to get through inventory that didn't sell. Um, it's just people are like in general overbought. That's why my in for my out for 2023 is like overbuying. Cause like, we just can't do that. Right. So it's like this quiet shift that's happened. Is that pivoting? Is that narrowing in? Is that like understanding that we have to be leaner and we can't overbuy? Like, it's just, it's not a thing that's going to fly anymore. It's not 2020. We're not at home. We're not like working our jobs, having a full bank account, like psych that our kids are home. Like, it's just not that anymore. Okay. Um, there are some things about owning a boutique that are challenge. Okay. Like these are things that I just have not really seen move this past year. So number one, we still are seeing boutiques that are underpricing. Like if you're here and you are charging 2X on stuff, like give me a break. Okay. Like I'm not trying to like bust, you know, I'm not trying to like call anyone out. I just, I don't want to be the mean girl in the room. Okay. But like, as an industry, if I'm sitting here giving a state of the industry talk, I have to say something about it. There are so many boutique owners that are just not charging enough, anything to survive. And what's happening is that other boutique owners are number one, pissed because they're like, how are, like, you can't come into the game tomorrow. I've been around for 10 years. I'm charging what I need to charge to run my business, to support my family, to have employees, all this stuff to like be the small business that's like the backbone of America, right? If you're in a different country, like you can relate, I'm sure, right? But I think as established boutique owners, we're just like really sick of new boutique owners coming in and just like trying to undercut everyone. It's just like, stop doing it. it do- it's not cool, eh? Like be cool, you know? 
Luann on Real Housewives. Um, just like be cool. Like don't underprice. Like also, why are you doing that to yourself? Like you're setting yourself up to have a really hard time in the industry and be that person in the Facebook group that complains that they're not making money. Like we're sick of hearing it. We want you to step up. We want everyone to step up and charge 3X. Yes, 2.7X, I'm cool with, okay? 2X, I'm not cool with anymore. <laughs> like, I'm not. Unless you're like selling a very specialized brand. Like there are... I mean, I'm going to say like asterisk, there are, some, there are some exceptions, okay? But if you're buying Zanana and you're marking up 2X, like give me a break. Stop it. Like stop doing that to all of us, Okay. We need some margin builders. We need to make some money. We need to quit our full-time jobs. And like, you're not helping coming in and doing that. So if you're new, I'm also just like giving you the shout out of like, don't do this to us that have been around for 10 years, 20 years. Like there are people that have had boutiques that I work with that have been in business 10, 20 years. Okay. Don't come in here, open in your garage. (laughs) Sorry. I'm going to be a little controversial for a second. Don't like open in your basement and be like, well, I only opened my basement, so I have no overhead. Like, stop it. You have overhead. How are you going to scale? How are you going to grow? You're not. You'll be stuck in your basement forever because you don't charge enough. So like, let's just, okay, if you're here, there's 98 people here. Every one of these people, I would love for you to commit to like working on your markup, okay? And stop underpricing. Stop being affordable. Stop being something for everyone. It just like, A, we're all pissed about it that have been around for a while. And B, it's not going to work going forward. It's just not. That's why so many people are freaking out about inflation because they didn't plan for it. They didn't raise their prices. They didn't charge enough. Okay. So I'm going to move on because I could talk for two hours about that. Okay. Another challenge. And if you're a vendor and you happen to be here, hi, um, what the heck? Can you offer a full size run? Like, can you give me an extra small to a 3XL? At least, at least a small to a 3X, at least a small to a 2X. Give me like a 2X in a pack, okay? Give me open pack options. We as boutique owners need better options to buy inventory in a leaner and more efficient way, okay? And vendors really need this. Like vendors really need to listen to our call because like it's just not working anymore. I talked about it on stage at Magic in... August? Was that the last magic? Yeah. I talked about this. And I like, I hope there was vendors in the audience because I was like, stop screwing us over. We need options. Okay. This whole like two, two, two packs and you got to buy the pack. Like it's just not working. You guys got to figure it out with your factories to help us. You're the middleman. Like, please help us. Okay. This is still a challenge. Well, I'm getting fired up, probably turning red. Um, I'm also just like sick of vendors not shipping on time or at all or shipping early. I've had so many people go to market and be like, why do I go to market? It's not worth it. Nothing shipping. What the heck? This is a huge challenge in our industry. I know I don't have a big of an audience as some people do in this industry. Um, but I hope people that have influence over vendors and have a bigger platform than I do are like making a bigger stink about this because like I am down here and in a year when other bigger people are talking about it, I hope 98 of you are like, Emily was talking about that last year. Um, Like we need you to ship. We need you to not tell us it's a pre-order and then ship it. Like, Like I had someone go to market in April. A denim vendor said to them, oh, this is a pre-order for, for like January. I think it was like very far out, maybe like even October. They shipped it two weeks later. How's that a pre-order? You're lying. Stop lying to us. Ship it or don't, but tell us what's up, okay? Um, 
And then listen, social media and marketing and email marketing and text and TikTok. And like, it all just feels overwhelming a lot. Okay. Feels like it's always just changed yesterday and we missed it somehow. Every time I log into Facebook ads, meta ads, whatever the heck it's called, it looks different. Okay. That's a challenge. That is partially a mindset challenge. Like, let's talk about some, some, let's go on to solutions. Okay. I don't want to keep getting so upset. We have to push back on new boutique owners. I'm sorry. We have to. It's not okay for our industry as a whole to accept that boutiques are underpricing. If you have someone open up down the street and they're not charging enough, it is up to you, established boutique owner, to go over there and be nice. Introduce yourself. Be like, hey, listen, like I've been doing this a long time. It doesn't fly. Like, can you like you can't buy what I bought and and charge $10 less. I see what you're doing. It doesn't work. As established boutique owners, we need to start becoming leaders in this industry and pushing back on new people. And if it makes you uncomfortable, I'm sorry. If it makes the other person uncomfortable, I'm sorry. But we have a professional, like a professional level, a professional standard that we all need to maintain, that we all need to start to agree on. Okay. They're like, it's just like we just all have to be like, we're not putting up with this anymore. Okay. Just like we need to call vendors and push back on open packs and full size runs and all this stuff. We need to call them. If you have vendors, where you're like, I spend 10 grand a year with them. I spend 50 grand a year with them. Call them. Like, I'm a good customer for you. I spend a lot of money. Even if you spend five grand with them, call them. Three grand, call them. Hey, I want more size runs. I want open packs. Call them. Their phone number's on Fashion Go, okay? Um, also, cancel orders. Cancel orders from vendors if they don't ship. Um, if they ship too early, refuse the package from UPS. Like, just don't let them do it. Like we let them get away with it because we don't set boundaries. And sometimes it's okay because we need the inventory or sometimes it's okay and it works out fine. Um, but there's a lot of people that are getting sacked with a lot of inventory or not enough inventory at all the wrong times. And it's just, just gotta get our shit together. If you're gonna start next year, you're like, oh my God, this industry. Maybe should I do this? No, no. Stay with me. Stay with me, okay? Um, I do think too though, as boutique owners, to be able to hold vendors accountable, we also can't go to market, order a bunch of stuff and cancel. Okay. We have to have a plan. We have to be consistent. We have and and that comes from our buying plan all the way down to our social media. We can't do a big launch or tease something that's happening in three days and then never show up. We can't say, oh, we're gonna do a Facebook Live every Tuesday and like show up two Tuesdays a month. Like this, it does not work, guys. Okay. We've got to be consistent. And I think that some of the techniques I'm gonna teach you are going to help you be consistent. Because listen, you're tired. You're not consistent because you're tired. And you maybe don't have a plan. So like, let's let's figure out how to like make this all work. Okay? All right. Let me just look at your comments here really quick. Um, yes, you guys are loving this. Okay. <laughs> yes. Okay, open packs. I'd love an extra large brandy. Yes, you would, wouldn't you? Um, Zanana at 2X. I can't. Yes. Okay. You guys are all my you guys are my people. What's up? Yes, we do need to stick together. The more people that ask, the more like we just have to keep asking, guys. Okay. Um Tracy did not accept late orders this year. Yes, Tracy. So here's the deal. Successful, and I put it in quotes because I kind of hate that word successful, but I think what what 
what you would consider like a successful boutique, meaning they make money, they're efficient, you know, they don't have a ton in their back room, they don't have too much on order and they're canceling. They're they're an efficient. I should change this to efficient boutiques are focused on what products make them the most money. Right? What do what works, do what makes you more money. Based on your boutique, what are your top departments? Do you know this? If you work with me in any capacity, you know this. Okay, so I know you know this. If you don't, or you haven't, or haven't in a while, I hope you're doing this. What is really working? I mean, so many people, they say, oh, this sold so well. And then we look at the numbers and I'm like, no, it didn't. But you loved it. So that's great. I'm glad you loved it. But the reality is it doesn't sell well. Okay, got to know what are your top departments? What's really working? Start to analyze your sales. Okay, this is like what I've been doing with so many people. This is part of my process. Is I I help people understand how do you analyze sales by department, by price point, by color, by size. We have to, as boutique owners, be willing to look at our sales as proof of what happened in our boutique. Okay, this is where we're able to find what we maybe misstepped on. This is where we find what we overbought, what we underbought, what we you know. Uh, what we're doing well on. I had a conversation today with a client and we were talking about denim purchases. They're like, well, we have six styles in the back that we want to launch in January. And I'm like, well, last year, your denim didn't really pop until March or it was actually April. And so we went back and we looked at April and I said, look at all these top styles were denim. Oh my gosh, so many fashion styles, distressed, flare, distressed, skinny, shark bite, like all these cool fashion styles. I was like, what do you have in the mix now? What do you have in your background? Let's double check. Okay, great. You know what? Let's not wait till April. Let's start bringing them out now. Are you covered in white jeans, right? Like all of these conversations should be things that you are having just like even with yourself, right? These are the conversations that I'm having in my Sky's the Limit group. And and honestly, we have these in bootcamp as well. But like, it's really important for you to understand like what is really working and what's really not, okay? And again, if you're brand new, I want you to really dig into the idea that like, you want to start out being efficient. It isn't just buying a bunch of stuff out the gate and like seeing what works. It's like having a very specific image and vision of what you want to sell in your boutique and how you want to sell it and who you want to sell it to. Sorry, I think we're going to talk about that in a few slides. So I have to back off a little. Um, the, the bottom line though, truly, is like there's just no extra money. There's no extra margin dollars for you to be making mistakes on inventory. Like it just, it's not going to fly anymore. Um, And I want to tell you that in case you haven't discovered it yourself or in case you're like, why am I not making enough money? Like I'm making a bunch of sales, but like, I just don't feel like I have money in the bank. There is money being left on the table in some of these places and there's money being spent that shouldn't be. And so getting you to be a very efficient boutique in terms of how you buy how you sell, how you mark down, how you run sales, all that stuff is so crucial at this point, okay? We can't screw around the way we did and buy a bunch of, you know, Wormies or Candy Club like we did in 2020 and expect it to like make us a million dollars. It's just like, it's not gonna happen anymore. Um, So let's refocus, right? Let's go back to basics. That's what we started this whole webinar about. You guys were like, I think we need to just go back to basics. Really what so many of you were saying, right? So how do you go back to basics become more accurate and understand what happens going forward. How do you buy and have that buying plan, right? You need a buying plan. Simple. I don't care if your buying plan is for your 
$2,000 a month boutique or your $200,000 a month boutique. I don't care. You need a buying plan. Okay. You need to go to market. This is me at market with one of my clients, Ashley. We were at market. We were buying for her buying plan for her brick and mortar store. Okay. Very specific. Now you're here. You're like, Emily, I don't know how to do a buying plan. <laughs> Where do I even start? Super, super simple. Let me just look like high level. Let's talk about this. Okay. Based on, so we need you to understand what were your sales last, like this past year, 2022. Like, I think someone said, I made 20K my whole year. That's amazing. Like, especially if you're like brand new, I so far back with a comment. Um, but whoever said that, like, that's amazing. You know your numbers. Do you know how many people like don't know their numbers at all? Like, you know how much you made 20K last year. Okay. So you wanna, you wanna grow 10% this year. 10% of 20K is what, 2000? So your goal for 2023 in terms of like what your sales plan is, we start with a sales plan. Um, it's $22,000, right? And you're like, well, that's not that much. Well, it's 10% growth. We love that. We love 10% growth. That's a lot, okay? Um, when we look at last year's sales, like I said, we can start to make these educated estimates about the future um, Sales plan plus buying plan. Your buying plan is always based on your sales plan. So the basis of what we all need to be knowing, and this is like, again, what's going to help our vendors, what's going to help. It's just as we all get better, the industry gets better, right? And it's like why I keep showing up to teach this stuff. So we have to start making better educated guesstimates about what our sales are going to be for the next year. So, okay, so we take that $22,000 and then we're going to break it down by month. So $22,000 divided by 12 months, it's like about, what, $1,800 a month, seven, like 1900 It's not 2000 But let's just say your new goal is going to be $2,000 a month to hit $24,000 a month, okay? Like we love this. Like we love looking forward and seeing what should our sales be because if we know we're going to make $2,000 a month, then I know based on my markup, if my markup was two, then I would buy $1,000 worth of inventory to hit my $2,000 goal, maybe a little bit more. But if I was at a 3X markup, I could actually buy less. Anyway, what I'm saying is your buy plan is 100% based on your sales plan and then your markup. That's how we get accurate is we understand our sales. We know our sales data. We know our top sellers. And we know how to protect them through the buying plan moving forward, okay? As you understand how the sales plan works, you can adjust your inventory buys based on your sales. So every month as you're selling, we're looking at what you sold versus how you bought it. And we're comparing. We're saying, okay, tops, we thought in our plan, we're going to be 20% of sales this month. They came in only around 15%. Why is that? That's weird. Do we not have enough inventory? Do we sell out of some good styles? Do we just buy bad styles? <laughs> or did things come late in the month, right? Like there's always a reason. And the more intimate we get with our sales data, the better we get at a buying plan and the better we understand our business. And it just like, the more we understand our business, the more money we make. It's just like, that's just what happens, right? Um, boutique owners come to me a lot because they're struggling with managing their inventory. Brandy, who is here, actually, we've been working on her inventory um, for the past couple months together. And like she came to me, she's like, I don't know how to buy. Like, I, I know where I want to go with my business. I've been in business a while. She's a great example of someone who's like tried some stuff, moved locations, 
And now she has this like super clear direction of where she wants to take the business. So it's all about kind of renovating what she has, setting up that buy plan. So when she goes to Dallas in January, she's like super clear on what money she has to spend, what the assortment's going to look like, right? To me, inventory being, because it's the most important part of our business as a boutique owner, as a retailer, there's such little education on buying. Like I don't hear many people talk about a buying plan. I, I hear people talk about like open to buy. And I just like saying your buying plan. It's the same thing, but we should go to market or we should get on fashion go with a plan, right? Um, I just think that like a lot of boutique owners don't have a handle on this. And what happens because of this, we can make mistakes. Like we buy just to spend the money we made because anyone thought, oh, I'm reinvesting all my money back in the business. Um, or you're just like, well, I have to fill the store. I have to like have many pages on my website. Okay, maybe. Um, a lot of people also like just are not taking regular markdowns to move through their inventory. That's a huge piece of like keeping your inventory healthy, keeping it moving, staying efficient, right? Um, I also think a lot of people are just buying items that are either too basic or they're too fashion. Like it's just this middle ground. Like we really have to have our brand and our the understanding of our customers super zoned in. Um, so we know what they're going to buy, which you're like, how do we know that? Like, we know that we can start to guess that, especially from sales, we can start to get a better handle on it. Okay. The other problem happens. The opposite problem happens too, where it's like things will sell out really quickly or a style just stinks. It totally tanks. Part of having a buying plan is understanding that we can make those mistakes and we can afford to make them in a sense because we have that plan, because we can adjust for the next month, because we can take that mark down, because we've planned our markup. All of those things become less like tragic and they become less like sort of dramatic because there is planning in there and the conversation is always going. It's not a surprise. It might be a surprise. It might be a disappointment, but it's not a shock. It's like a, oh man, that stinks. But like, I took a risk on that. I had the budget to spend. It didn't work. Or like, oh my gosh, it totally did. I need more money to spend here, right? All of those conversations become more important as you get bigger. And honestly, for me, sky's the limit. This program, this is where I hold your hand. And I say, I want you to understand your inventory. I want you to understand your sales because this is where you can start to feel really empowered about the future of your business. The future of your business does not have to be um, a guess. It doesn't have to be like, well, let's pray and hope. And I mean, I love prayer and hope, but like also let's have a plan. Okay. Um, I, in this program, I show you just like how easy it is. Download your reports, analyze your reports. And if you're like, I hate math, I'm terrible at math, I'm terrible at spreadsheets. I try so hard to break this down and make it really easy for you. Okay. Um, the very first module, like that's what we do. We just for, it's probably around 12 hours of recorded trainings and, and workshopping with people. So you can see their examples and hear other people's examples. All of that is just dedicated to analyzing sales and creating your buying plan. So for me, this is a big piece of where our industry needs to go. We need to have a plan. Even if you're just starting out, like Brianna um, and Valerie are in my bootcamp. Um, and they are, they're placing their orders according to the buy plan that I suggested on the last call. They're being super intentional. And you know what? Whether they make mistakes or whether they nail it, right? 
we'll at least know that we started with a plan and we didn't just wing it. So we can compare the results to the plan. It's like setting up an experiment and then reading the results and comparing it, right? So your calculations are the gold standard. This is what I teach. I'm so happy I get to work with you. Laura has a boutique in Maryland. She might even be on this. She was she was recently on a webinar with me. Um, she, in like a year of taking courses with me and learning about how to understand her numbers, she went from $4,000 to $32,000 in a year. Okay. It's like a pretty quick growth rate. That is obviously like asterisk, not typical, but she knows that having a plan and going to market with a plan is invaluable. Like it's so much less stress. She has a direction. She knows what she's doing. That's a big part of this too. It's like making decisions under a situation where you're not stressed out about it. Okay. So tell me in the chat, I want to catch up on some of your comments, but tell me in the chat, have you felt this shift this year? We're like, I need to get my stuff together. I can't just be winging it. Like I can't just be buying on the fly. Like I have been, you know, 2020 was like such a killer year, you know, and now it just doesn't feel like that anymore. Um, do you maybe feel like you need a reset with your inventory, with your buying plan? Like, do you just feel like you, you need help with that? Right. Um, yes, I totally buy and fly. Yes. Kathy's like, it's been six weeks and I already feel like that. Um, Lisa says, I think I'm just really lost. That happens. Um, Veronica definitely needs to work on creating a buying plan. Yes. Yes. Zoom definitely need a reset. Um, <laughs> I love you guys. We need your help and we love working with you. I love you guys too. Um, I need to get my crap together. I purchased courses, never finished. Yes, just finish. You know what? I gotta be honest. I am like almost always taking a course and I just listen to it in ear pod. Like when I'm cleaning up, like I just kind of always have a course on and I just like take it over and over. like I just take it in my ear. Like I don't feel like I need to always watch things. Um, but at least if I go through it once in my ear, right? Um I love this. I have my biggest year and I need to learn how to reset with this growth. Yeah, listen, I always say like, you know, more money, more problems. Not really, but definitely like more money, more attention that you need to pay to your money um, because you have more power with it, right? Like your money has become more powerful, has been more valuable at this point, right? Um, so yes, definitely um, the bigger year you have, the more you, you know, the more money you make, the more you need to focus on it, okay? Okay. So let's keep going. Okay. We've already been an hour. Let's let's keep going. Three, the scheduling trend that is saving boutique owners from complete overwhelm. So here's the deal. Most boutique owners are very overwhelmed. We know this. However, we're also not setting a lot of boundaries that allow us to not be overwhelmed. So one of the big things going into 2023, if you have not done this, if you have resisted doing this, I need you to really consider implementing either a launch or a feature day strategy. So you have a launch day or what I like to call a feature day. Maybe you don't have launch because you don't have a lot of new arrivals, but you're featuring something, a look, a style, right? There's some, there's an event. We're basing everything around this sort of event that we've created. Okay. Like it doesn't like 
this to me is where we're directing all our energy. It's like, if we can focus. So, so let me back up. Having a launch day, having a, a day where you feature something, whether it's new items, a look, whatever. To me, this has to be based on you, how your schedule runs, because everyone has a different schedule in their life. And also how your customers shop and spend money. So number one is like, we have to honor who we are and how we work. So if I really need Sundays off, then I'm not going to have my store open on Sundays. Or if I do, I have to have it open. I'm going to have an employee. The other piece of this is, well, I I got ahead of myself. Part of this, having a launch day is working with your own energy. Okay, let me keep going. I think this will help. Basically. The idea is you're going to design this yourself so that you can reverse engineer and coordinate across everything. So social media, email, text, in-store, like how things are going to be in-store and really like working with your natural traffic patterns to understand like what are going to be the days that people are most often on my site, you know, already naturally. Can I leverage that to do more of that? So let's say, you know, you've been launching twice a week. Tuesdays and Fridays. And Tuesdays are just kind of like a trash day. Like nothing sells, the store, no one comes in the store, you know, whatever it is. Why are you doing Tuesdays? (laughs) Like we have to get more efficient um, and we have to give people a reason to check in on us on a particular day. Okay. So by creating that, like, you know, your aunt who like loves TJ Maxx is like, oh, TJ Maxx, like Home Goods, gets a shipment every Tuesday and Friday. <laughs> what does your boutique do? What does your store have? You don't have to necessarily get a new truck and have newness, but I've also walked into a Home Goods and they've like switched up the store. You know, it's seasonally, it looks totally different. They do that reset, right? You don't have to have the newness, but you have to sort of have the new feature, the new reset, the new look, the styling, the what is it, right? So that these customers that you're developing a relationship with know that you're consistently in one place at one time. So every Tuesday, they know you're going to be on Facebook Live and doing something, hanging out with them, okay? I really think more people need to consider having an abbreviated schedule. Like I remember when um, I did Rodan and Fields for like a half a minute, which is like a network marketing thing. They were like, oh, you can answer you can answer Facebook messages back at like two in the morning. It's like, I'm sorry. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a first responder. Like no one cares enough about me to for me to respond to two in the morning. If I happen to be awake and I respond, fine. But like, why do we think we have to be open 24-7? Like that's over. Like we're done with that. Like it's 2023. We need to start setting some boundaries with your customers, with your employees, with yourself. Okay, like we've all gotten into the habit of being like, I work 24-7. I saw someone literally comment this today, like, don't open a business. Like, if you don't want to be the boss and be on all the time, it's like, I guarantee you, like, CEOs that work at like Bank of America or like, I don't know, anywhere, Panera Bread, I don't care. Right? I guarantee you they don't work. 24 7. I guarantee you they don't check messages all the time at midnight. Like, give me a break. Why aren't we doing that? Like, we have to lead from a place of like honoring ourselves and the fact that like we are our business, right? Where are you getting stuck doing tasks you hate? And why haven't you hired someone 
whether it's like virtual or or otherwise to help you, right? You can easily track your hours, track track your traffic if you're in an established place um, and like challenge yourself to be open less and make the same money. Do you hear what I said? I didn't say make more. <laughs> I just said, can you be open less hours and make the same money that you were? We have some, I have a client right now. She's making almost the exact same money and she's open three days a week. And she did last year. Three days a week. She has four days a week off. So good. Now, is she in the store some of those days working? Yeah, but she wants to be. She's rested. She's so much happier. She's, so much cal- she's calmer. She's like, I'm sleeping so much. It's amazing. And like I said, she's making the same money. You just bought back so much time. Okay. And that's the thing that we don't consider. We think, oh, we should always be growing. Oh, work harder, you know, work smarter, not harder. Fine. But like buy back your time. You need downtime. You are a human. You need downtime. You can't run a business if you're constantly on and you're constantly not sleeping and people are taking advantage of your time, all of that stuff. Okay. The result of having more boundaries is being more calm and having less pressure on you. How many people just feel like they're in this like pressure state of being like having pressure all the time? Like there's always something to do. There's always somewhere to be. There's like, we're just racing to get to the next thing. Like I have a friend like that. And I just, I'm like, oh, when you're exhausted all the time, like it just, we got to stay calmer and have less pressure on ourselves. Okay. You get to engineer this. This is a cool part. It's like you get to decide. I mean, listen, if you're in a strip mall or you're in like a place where you have to be open seven days a week, I mean, I understand there are situations that like are, you know, but like, do you want to move from that strip mall? Maybe it's not that great. I don't know. I'm just saying, you know, it's not a new year, a new you. It's just like a, this is a nice time to shift and like figure out what do you want like the next year to look like the next two years, the next three years. Like, where are we going? Why are you doing this? And like, how can you make it more fun and easier? And like, it should just be easier. I really believe that you can prioritize family, self-care, hobbies. Like, do you guys have hobbies? Like, I have hobbies. I like bake, I garden, went into gardening. I did a whole gardening analogy on a call recently and everyone was loving it. But like, that's my hobby is like a garden. So much fun. You need a hobby. Okay. Your business cannot become your hobby. Your hobby can become your business. Like we get it. We get it, whatever, but also boundaries. Okay. You need a predictable schedule. You need predictable deadlines. You need predictable income. Part of that is creating a schedule. Part of that is having more boundaries. And when you do that, the result is actually so great because you'll feel more financially secure. You'll feel more stable. Like as we start to take this, your pressurized self, you're like need to do all this stuff. We take it down you start to become less calm. And guess what also happens? It's like, you make better decisions for your business. You can see more clearly. Like there's this beautiful place where like the clarity comes because you're calm. You're, you know, all your information, like, you know, what's up in your business and you're able to like, just kill it with your buys and with your marketing. And you're just like on it. Like I had people that will say to me, Emily, I felt like you were reading my mind. And I was like, I was like, I was so calm. I'm so tapped in. I'm like reading the comments. I'm like just really vibing with everyone, you know? And it's like, boom, this is where we're going, right? It only happens though, you guys, when you set up systems, you really stick to a schedule. And I understand schedules change, but like, so have some flexibility in there. 
But really having these schedules is such a make or break part of owning a boutique. And because so many of us come from being employed at a job where we have to show up certain hours, we're just not the best at maybe doing it ourselves, right? We love routine. Having a baby has made me love routine. I like love the routine of our day. But it can be really hard when you don't have a baby and you don't have the baby book that says, here's the schedule, <laughs> right? That That's easy for me. I can read a book and follow it. Like done, I'm there, right? How do we do it when it's like completely self-controlled? This is where we find some mistakes that happen. We find, I find a lot of people will try something for like two weeks and they're like, well, it didn't work, Emily. I'm like, okay, maybe you should try it like seven more times. Like, come on, we got to stick to things. We got to commit, got to be consistent. That's the least sexy part about being a human, about owning a business, about anything, right? The thing is, is that a lot of us are putting in place routines that don't honor who we are and when we feel best. Like I only work, like I generally only work between like 10 and four. That's when I feel best. That's like when I feel most energized, I'm in it. That's like when I take all my calls. Like if you're on a call with me, generally that's when we're doing it because that's when I feel good. I also will say that you can add systems behind the scenes um, that are either people or systems that replace you, okay? You don't have to have your hand in every single thing. That's a really big myth. Like, oh, I'm a solopreneur. I do everything myself. Like, why? You don't have to. Okay? Like, these are big shifts we start to make. In Sky's Limit, I teach you how to create systems that really honor you, honor what you want to do. To me, the systems, the schedule, all that stuff, it has to work for you and your natural rhythm. You can't just be like, this is the schedule and think it's going to work. It doesn't. I have a special process I use. I help you determine what's going to be the best schedule. We want you to feel comfortable with not only your daily routine, but your weekly routine and just getting in a rhythm. Like To me, again, having had a baby is so much like having a business. It's crazy to me. Um, But there is this natural like um, forming, storming, norming. That's my husband always says. Forming, storming, norming. You know, you're, you're forming what the plan is. You're trying to figure it out. You're working through stuff. And then you're like, all right, let's go. Let's execute the plan. We're storming. And then that plan, that schedule becomes norm. We, we norm, we normalize it. Okay. Like for, for my husband and I, we've, we've really hit this beautiful sweet spot at like 13, almost 14 months of having our, our daughter where like, we're really in that norming stage. We're really like, Ooh, okay. Ooh, babysitter called out sick today. Okay. All right. Here's how we move it around. It's not this what do we do? It's a, no, we know what to do. We're doing it. Like, this is how you should feel most often in your life and your business. Okay. Um, speaking of downtime, this is one of my favorite case studies from Samantha and Sarah who hit that million dollars from February to, was it December? They, in the middle of this growth were wild. They hit $80,000 in June. Their stores in Oregon, they have two stores. Um, and online, they did $80,000 that month and they were on vacation most of June. They um, were at the lake with their families together. They're related actually. Um, And they were, they said the best is that like we were making money while drinking White Claw and swimming with our kids. So 
you know, when everyone talks about passive income, passive income, like, is this possible overnight? No, these guys have been in business 12 years. They're, they're established. They came to me because they wanted to hit a new level. They wanted to, to, to come into a new way of being, right? Um, this doesn't happen overnight. But again, it's possible. And like, how cool is this? And what a great testimonial of like, we were chilling and we're making money. It shows you what's possible no matter where you are, right? So I would love for you to just write this mantra. If you know me and you've seen the boutique calendar, which like this year's is so great. I'll send you guys an email about it. But like, it looks so good this year, the boutique calendar. Um, I have affirmations on every page. This is like my affirmation here, okay? So knowing myself and leveraging my sales data will give me the cheat codes to a stress-less schedule. Stress-less. I don't think there's ever going to be stress-free. I don't know. I don't know if that's like a thing. There's, I think there's always going to be stress. We're human, right? We have fight or flight. We have trauma. <laughs> and we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about how we can understand ourselves, our natural rhythms, when we want to be on, when we want to be selling, showing up, all this stuff to chill out. All right. So let's talk about how do we move forward with a plan? Okay. 2023 is the year of staying on your toes. To me... A lot of you guys are at a make or break point. You have to take a hold of the reins and really start to guide your next move. It's not a situation in 2020 where you can literally dirt and resell it to a farmer. You can't do that anymore. I also think that you've got to start underbuying inventory just a little, just a little, so you can have room to pivot and make those mistakes. You have to be able to afford the mistakes because we're all going to make them. No one's ever going to buy perfect, 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 right? We do need to get good at tracking our sales just so you can react, you can pivot, right? You've got to be able to see what's actively going on in your business so that you can adjust. And then once your inventory is truly managed, you now have room to have additional income streams, promotions, have some of that passive stuff, employees, right? To me, it all starts with inventory. But we have to set the big boundaries so that we can focus on that, right? We don't have time to do that right now. You're like, I mean, how do I analyze it? I have no time. I'm literally booked all, all day long, right? We have to realize that there is no boutique without you. There's no store without you. It's not a thing. It doesn't exist. I need you to charge what you need to charge to make money. We're not a charity shop. You absolutely can donate money. The more money you charge, actually, the more you can give away. That's what I like to think about. And I'm not saying like charge whatever you want just because like, you know, you're going to like go 8x, whatever. But like, we've got to remember the focus is to make money. This is not a hobby. We have to learn this year to adapt our hours to rest, recharge, and focus on the business, right? Not in the business. That's another like big entrepreneur saying like, work on the business, not in the business. But that's true. A lot of you guys are just caught up in like steaming and hanging and intake and shipping. And it's like, that's great. And like, are you ready to kind of um, evolve past that, right? We've got to start, I mean, listen, I know it's hard to find people, but we've got to figure out how to find some employees. Even if it's virtually help getting help social media wise, it's someone in person shipping. Maybe it's just like a kid from high school. It's not even like a, a it's a, it's a guy from high, a football player from high school. Who cares? He, he's good at shipping. He has good attention. I don't care who you hire, you know, we've got to just get people butts in the door that can focus and help us take things off our plate. 
I also think you, you've got to remember that focusing on this launch schedule is going to help your business evolve in new ways. And it's going to help you feel good because you're going to have focus on like one or two days. And then you're going to have that rest time. Like, like my client, I was saying, who literally is open three days a week. She has so much time to rest and recharge. We've seen her sales like kill it because of that. She gets to show up, be her best, and then go home and rest. Okay. So what's this number one thing, Emily? We've been hearing about it all week in your ditzy little promotions you've been doing here and there on the internet. Um, Okay, listen. The number one thing that sets a boutique apart for 2023. And honestly, you're not going to be surprised. It's your assortment. Okay? Assortment with a POV. POV stands for point of view. You've got to have a point of view. We're done. We're done selling something for everyone. You've got to have a point of view. You really need to have a look. Have an understanding of what you really love. If you're trying to sell something to everyone or you're way over a sword and you have all these different departments, it's just really going to hurt so much in 2020. It's going to hurt more than ever. And it does affect your bottom line over time. It really does. Customers really do want to spend money. There are customers that have plenty of money. We we have people, we we had some big Decembers. Um, people are looking to spend money, but they want someone that can relate to them, that intuitively knows what they want. Okay. There are women, men, grandmothers, whatever, whoever your niche is, there are people who just want you to tell them what to buy. And part of that is how you curate your assortment. That really is it. You are giving direction to your store, to your brand, because you understand your customers so much, you can anticipate what you need. I am like Athleta's like ideal customer, okay? Athleta, I will spend stupid amounts of money because I'm like, oh my God, they made the coat again that I want. I've been wanting someone to make a cool kimono to go over leggings, to be long. And people are like, cardigan this, cardigan. Like, no, 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 it needs structure. It needs a collar. You guys, Athleta nailed it. They they did it. And there, I have so much of their stuff. It's crazy. And they had it in tall and up tall. So anyway, I'm just saying, you have to be what your customers want to spend money on. And you're like, well, how do I do that? I'm like, well, you have a point of view, your direction, and you know where you're going with this. Okay. This might take you a little time to suss through. You might be like, I'm not the most fashionable person, Emily. But there are definitely ways that you like to dress or you know your customer wants to dress that you can help them get dressed or find the perfect gift or buy the perfect children's jammies for their grandkids, right? Like replace what you sell and who you sell to. Um, The point of view is so important. You can't just sell something for everyone. And listen, not everyone is going to be like a very directional brand. The truth is like that it is pretty easy to start a boutique business. You might be here and you're like, Oh yeah, this is so easy. I'm good. With some intuition and with some knowledge and some dedication, you absolutely can grow a boutique business. Absolutely. But right now is the perfect time to focus and refine your business. Okay, Whether you're in start mode or whether you're in grow mode, you have this great opportunity to understand more about how to cater to the customers that you want to have. Now, I know that if you're established, you're like, but Emily, if I change where I'm going, will I like lose customers? Honestly, here's the thing. Most likely your customers are waiting for you 
to have this point of view. They're waiting for you to like zoom in. They're waiting for you to like expand the sweater assortment because every time they come in, they buy a sweater and they just love the sweaters you pick out. But you really only like have four or five styles based on your data. We sit here and we're like, you know what? You could afford eight styles. I find that most often what hap- what what's happening as people try to grow businesses is they end up losing customers because they try to get more customers that are different. Okay. So, so let me, I'm going to keep refining this concept and hopefully you're tracking with me. Okay. I find that most people are like, well, I sell to Susie and Susie's my ideal customer. And Susie, like Susie's just my girl. Like what I want to sell to her husband. So I want to add men stuff. And I'm like, no, 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 just sell more to Susie. Like, okay, so Susie's buying your sweaters. Can you sell her body wash too? Can you sell her denim? Can you sell her shoes? Can you sell her socks? I mean, I have people selling triple X toys at this point because they're like, Susie wants that. Like Susie needs that. And she's coming to be me to buy like her denim. And now she's going to buy the like naughty stuff in the corner. Like you guys, like it's like, how can I go all in with Susie rather than something that's unproven like kids or I don't know, something random that's unproven again. Um, so many people also try to cater to customers who just never buy. If it sells, it's good. Okay. If it sells, it's good. Period. Money talks. You vote with your dollar. They don't spend money on it. I literally don't care. Okay. <laughs> like I don't care. They're not a customer unless they spend money. Okay. Just because they're in their Facebook group, they're not, they're not your customer. I also think like this whole idea of being something for everyone, feeling like you need to cater to all these people and what they ask for. Like, just take a stand, feel empowered to take a stand for what you know sells, what you're excited to sell, and go forward with that. Okay. What I find most often is the people who are the loudest in your store and complain are not the ones that spend money. So be there for the Susies who don't complain, who buy a little bit here and there, and you can increase their sales because you're selling more of what Susie wants. Okay. Um, again, like for me, our boutique business accelerator sky's the limit. It's it's all about helping you set yourself apart, helping you stay on your toes. For me, that's just like you're gonna get to leverage the the people that are in that group right now are really leveraging how much I know, how much I've been through, and how much I love assortments to help them like sell more to the customer they have. I spend two calls a month inside Sky's the Limit just workshopping your work as a student. So you just submit your work, whether that's um, a marketing plan, an email, whatever. We're going to get to that. Um, But buying plan, like I've worked on so... I think I've worked on almost everyone's buying plans, almost everyone's sales plans in the group right now. Um, And we devote... I devote a lot of time to making sure that you understand that and you feel like you can move forward with that. Um, with having a buying plan, with feeling empowered, with like you're not just taking these stands to take a stand. So like, like for example, I wanted to to talk about this business, spend a lot of time in this business. Um, and my now very good friend Lex, she started out with two t-shirts. There was this powerful woman one and then one that said girl gang, also white with black writing. Very simple. Um, I couldn't find an image of girl gang. But like those two graphics did so well. 
And I was like, let's do more. We got like, we got to do more graphic tees. Like we grew the graphic tee business. At one point, it was like a million dollar a year, like department, like just graphic tees and just original graphic tees as like she was creating. Like we would see them, we saw these sell off the launch and we just kept expanding, kept expanding, kept making the right moves just in this department. Again, we gave more to Susie, right? Susie freaking loves this powerful woman tee. So like, yeah, let's do it in other colors. Let's do it in a pullover. Let's do it in a puff print. Let's, you know, how much can we give her? And granted, you know, you can't go too crazy. You can't do it all at once. There's strategy behind it. But I'm saying is like, we can find things in your business right now that are going to efficiently grow your business into bigger, into a bigger business without spending money on ads, without like, again, having something for everyone. This is such a good example. Okay. So just to recap where we've been, okay, we've been through a lot in the past couple of years. If you've been, if you've been around with with me, you you're a little beat up, you're a little worse for wear, right? Um, we've talked about the shifts that I really want you to consider making as we move into 2023, and I think a lot of that's going to apply for beyond. Like, it does seem like we're seeing inflation ease, gas prices have come down again. Like, I'm talking specifically about the United States. Um, but we have seen things look like they're going to get better in 2023. That doesn't mean we go crazy. It means we, we're we cautious. We've learned. We're going to underbuy. We're going to have a good plan, right? We're going to be smart. But setting boundaries and having that point of view, having a buying plan, all of that combined is what I know is going to make a boutique successful as we move forward, right? So one of the biggest things about that is like, if, if there's one thing you take away from tonight, I really want you to go and get into your sales. And if you don't have sales yet, you're a new business, I want you to start to really think about what your product assortment is and what you can expect that product assortment to make in sales. Like, what are your goals? You know, you could sit here and be like, well, I want like a $50,000 a month boutique, but like, you're not open yet. So like, what are we going to do the first year? Like, tell me where we're going. You know, let's, let's like, let's plan that out. Um, you definitely don't have to be available 24 seven. You don't have to be at the beck and call of your customers. Um, and that, you know, having a point of view, watching your sales trends and kind of like adjusting as you go. And, you know, to me, having a boutique business is very much like a touch and go thing, you know, like it's a journey. You don't know like kind of where it's going to take you because you don't know what's going to sell, but you're going to like, kind of know you're going in this direction and you're going to follow the signs and you're going to follow the the GPS, you know, mostly, but maybe you have to take a detour here and there. But like when we focus on these things and when we're really adaptable to what our business is doing and how it's kind of evolving, it does affect your bottom line. Like it will, it, it can't not. Um, so does this sound like you? You want to put systems in place that make your boutique a well-oiled, revenue-generating machine. You maybe have been winging it for a bit too long. You're ready to do better. Um, You're maybe someone who needs to understand inventory management. You need to know what data you're recording. You want to know like the nitty-gritty of kind of what I talked about in terms of the health of your business, in terms of like sales and what that buy plan is. Um, You might also like... You probably, if you're established, have a grasp on social media but you're ready to learn more. You want to like maybe run some ads, right? Again, if you're brand new, like again, stay with me. This is going to be you soon enough, okay? Um, and maybe you need help like 
when I talked about hiring and what are the options and adjusting your schedule, maybe you need help honing in on that so that you can delegate better, so that you can manage your time better, have more time with family, friends, or just like by yourself alone in a room. No one talking to you. Um, <laughs> I think a lot of you, if you're here, you know you can do more. I mean, listen, you wouldn't be, you wouldn't be spending an, an hour and a half with me if you were a lazy person, right? You, you know you you should be working on your business. That's why you're here. You want to talk about high level stuff, but maybe you're steaming or you're spending too much time doing these things that just don't move the needle. Um, and maybe like you can see the future. You're like, wow, things look good for me. Like I'm ready to optimize. I want more of a strategy. I just, I can see that the opportunity is blossoming. And I just feel like maybe I need a little help sort of like fully blossoming into that, right? 